Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much to everybody for hanging out with me here today. Today's podcast is all about the pizza and the metaverse. If you've been on Twitter or any platform for that matter over the last few months, you've probably heard about the metaverse and are thinking to yourself, what is this metaverse or what does this have to do with me? So I invited Chad to join me on the podcast and they're talking about all how they're intertwining restaurants and the metaverse. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was just like you in the beginning. I was thinking, you know what? This metaverse is such a bunch of baloney. I don't need to know anything about that. But he made some good points as to why you may want to look into it in some detail as to how you can do it. So listen to this podcast. If anything else, you're going to leave after listening to this podcast and at least understand what's happening in the Web3 technology space that has to do with you as a restaurant or pizzeria owner. I'm not saying you have to get involved in the metaverse. Who knows? You probably you have plenty of time because there's not a lot of people involved with it right now. And we can see how it plays out. But at least you'll have a little bit of information and some knowledge to get involved if you would like to. But first, these messages. If you're looking to market your pizzeria, you have to contact MailShark. It's got to be your direct mail go-to company. Whether you want to get your menu in the hands of new customers or promote your pizza shop with a postcard, magnet, or one of the hottest direct mail pieces, they have these plastic postcards. MailShark will work with you to come up with the best marketing plan that fits your budget, and that's very important. MailShark gives pizzerias the ability to spread those mailings and payments out over a weekly schedule so it doesn't have to be all upfront money it helps you out lets you work with them to put those content pieces out and pay for it as you go thousands of pizzerias trust mail shark with their direct mail and printing marketing they are the best in the industry give them a call today 610-621-5116 or you can visit them at themailshark.com forward slash SPM to find out how they can help your pizza shop. They have so many options available. Again, 610-621-5116 or themailshark.com forward slash SPM. And also to my friends over at fieroforni.com. If you're looking for an oven, some mixers, or just some home baking equipment, Fiero Forni got you covered. Go over to fieroforni.com, formerly Forza Forney. And if you're going to any of the trade shows, definitely check out their booth. You may even see me there hanging out, doing some podcasts. Say hello to them. Let them know you heard them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. And if you're just getting started in the business and looking for some mobile units, check out FierroForney.com. You won't regret it. A lot of great people from the podcast have bought ovens from them, used them, and said that they have great customer service. They're a great company to work with. And their ovens are phenomenal. Again, FierroForney.com. All right, let's get into today's podcast all about pizza in the metaverse. It's going to be interesting. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Chad Horn from Devour is joining me on the podcast. And this is going to be an interesting episode. They're doing some really cool things with um, the internet, crypto, NFTs, all that cool stuff for restaurants. So I'm excited to kind of get into it and hear what he's up to and see how this all works. Because I think this is a subject that people are just starting to dabble into and try to learn and how to figure out. So I'm excited to ch- talk with you, Chad. So thank you. First of all, thank you so much for joining me in the podcast. Bruce, it's a pleasure. Always good to be talking to a fellow Bostonian. That's right. We are. That's uh, <laughs> maybe our Boston accents will come out if we start talking real fast or whatever. But uh, Chad, give us a little background about Devour and what you're what you guys are up to. Yeah. So Devour uh, just came out, uh, launched a 
complete web-free platform for restaurants, kind of a little bomb we dropped on the industry. Our friends were like, how did you do that? That's like crazy, you know, to, to have a, a whole platform already that encompasses ordering, uh, engagement with your guests, kind of like loyalty programs with both web three elements, um, a marketplace, a full point of sale as well. And, and so what we're up to really, the heart of it is helping restaurants navigate this massive opportunity. Um, but it's complicated, right? And it's new, as you pointed out, you know, help them navigate and get the most out of uh, Web3. And uh, so me and my co-founders, uh, Shelly and Lisa, we come from the restaurant world, restaurant technology specifically for our careers, 75 plus years between us. And we, we know restaurants, we love restaurants, and, and we couldn't help but notice, right? Uh, because we've been in enough to see these, these waves where restaurants were slow to adopt tech and, and they often suffered for it, right? You know, restaurants weren't the first companies mastering the internet. Restaurants weren't the, weren't the first companies to get e-commerce down pat. In fact, when the pandemic hit, restaurants that uh, didn't have uh, their online ordering and delivery uh, and curbside set up really suffered. Uh, so we saw what was happening in Web3 and that, you know, kind of that term to encapsulate everything going on with crypto, NFTs, metaverse, collectively matters. And I'll get into that. Uh, but, you know, it was like it was that space was getting so much investment, so much uh, valuable real world problems solved and a ton of talent. And so he's like, gosh, this is going to be those previous uh, technology waves all over again, perhaps even bigger this time because of how transformative Web3 is going to be. And restaurants, once again, will be left behind unless we do something about it. So, so I know what, uh, let me get in. Let me hop in real quick and ask you a question uh, about know, interest that. in creating devour in the first place. And, and it's driven us since. Um, I'll pause there for a moment. See if you want to dive into anything I just said. Bruce, yeah, but, let me uh, let me uh, that's kind of what we're doing and how we got to start. Let me hop in there. One quick question. I want to talk about Web3. All right. So I know there's a lot of people at home saying, you know, Web3, what the heck is Web3? I just started my TikTok account and now I got to deal with all this Web3 stuff. So just briefly kind of go over what exactly Web3 is for restaurant owners. Like, well, how do they know what it is? Yeah, Bruce, that is the question. Um, you know, it's as, as much as the question of why it matters. So I'm kind of kind of answer both of those questions at once. Perfect. Right. So to, to paint the picture, first, let's talk about, you know, how much this actually is relevant in the restaurant industry right now. And, and some of the, the listeners may have missed this in the news over the last year plus. Uh, but just some of the brands that are taking Web3 seriously, and then we'll get into defining what Web3 is. McDonald's, Taco Bell, Starbucks, Chipotle, Ford and Hungry, Fly Fish Club. I throw them in there because they're very Web3 forward brands. Wendy's, Shake Shack, Cali Barbecue, Burger King, Wingstop, Jimmy John's. Wellies, Panera, Panda Express, Bear Burger, Chick-fil-A. I mean, like, these are, it's a who's who of the restaurant industry. All of them taking Web3 very seriously in their own way. Why? Because Web3 as a set of technologies are how uh, a growing population engage with the world and the brands that they love, right? So, so probably younger generations, Gen Alpha, Gen Y, Gen Z, oh, sorry, yeah, Gen Y and Z, disproportionately into Web3. So think of, before we even define it, think about Web3 as like the next evolution of the internet, right? For when the internet was new, again, predominantly you know, this younger generation that was gravitating towards it and putting most of their time into it and engaging with brands in that way. Just like the internet 
replaced TV for a lot of people in that way. And TV before that, the radio. And so it's an evolution where just it's, it's how people engage, right? It's blockchain-based technologies like crypto, NFTs, we'll get into that, and, and metaverse. Meta, the Web3 technology at its heart, right, is it's a, it's a database. It's a, it's a decentralized database where the information is owned by, and the content is owned by the consumer, right? It's, it's, it's this shift away from all of the power and control being in the hands of the government or companies. And then that technology can be applied in so many ways. But what's most useful for restaurants is how it's used to create community, collaboration, and guest experiences that just wouldn't be possible without the underlying technology. We could talk about what it is and how it all works for hours, and I don't think that's going to be interesting to anybody. But uh, <laughs> that, at, that at the heart of it is, is why it matters and, and high level what it is. So how does somebody get started with it? Yeah, I think um, there's, there's, we're seeing so many different approaches to this. And I, what I would say, the first thing that most brands have to grapple with, and all of the ones I listed with, listed had to grapple with at one point, is education. You know, most people still don't know about this space. Even some of the brands that, that are doing something don't know that much about the space, and they're working with creative partners to help execute. But education, you got to know why it matters. You got to start understanding what it is and, and, to, and mostly experientially, right? You can't, you can't say, all right, well, I have to master it before I do something because it's moving so quickly. As soon as you think you mastered it, you're, you're going to already be behind the time. But there's no, no better educational substitute than just dipping your toe in the water and starting to experience it for yourself. Um, so what we do is we, we, we teach, teach each brand for like where they're at, right? We understand like, what is your concept? Who is your guest demographic? Where your location? Where's your location? Where are your locations located? And really assess what their overall opportunity is, and then come up with a best first step that is not intimidating, not not a heavy lift to help them understand the space. Because what what we find is as soon as a restaurant does something, even if it's super lightweight, then their staff starts to pay attention. Their so, leadership starts to pay attention, and so do their guests, and then they can go from there. So there's no, like, set starting point. You have to kind of talk to each individual restaurant or owner and say, hey, how much do you know about it? How familiar do you think your customer base is and your team? And then kind of start from there. Absolutely. Yeah, which is more less less intimidating than saying you have to know this much because I know that there's a lot of people who are listening to this who just still don't even understand NFTs because I know – and the reason <laughs> I know that is because I'll ask a question on Facebook or – well, Facebook's probably the wrong place to ask anybody about technology because the age demographic on Facebook is a little different. But I'll ask on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, hey, do you ever see yourself as a restaurant owner accepting or creating NFTs? And they're like, well, when my distri distributor starts taking NFTs for payment, then I'll start. And right then and there, I know they have no understanding of the Web3 world. Yeah. I think the, the thing to realize, let's take NFTs, for example, and how a restaurant should think about a starting point with that. They should not be like, I don't know anything about this, Let me, but I, I, I'm feeling pressured. I feel like I need to create my own NFT collection tomorrow. No, no. It starts with just recognizing why, why does it matter? Because you've got a restaurant like uh, Bored and Hungry in LA that created an NFT-themed restaurant basically saying, hey, we know there's a Web3 community that recognizes this NFT collection, let's start and boom, like they had lined out the door right. for, for miles because like they just crushed it 
tapping into this energy, this, this guest demographic, just hungry to be recognized by a restaurant and say, hey, we're a restaurant for you. Then the restaurant says, okay, well, how do I get to that? Because no restaurant would not want to just have tons of new customers, right? But how do you get there? So we would say, we know you don't understand this tech. We know that this is new and intimidating. Let's find an existing Web3 community. And we created one for this purpose called the, the Industry Collection Community, uh, kind of this, this NFT community that tribu pays tribute to the restaurant worker that makes restaurants happen. And we say, restaurant, you just, to test this out, right? Let's get your feet in the water. Let's, let's, you just do a promotion. Do something you already do that's completely comfortable. Do a marketing promotion. We'll promote you and your promotion to this awesome community. Again, absolutely eager to promote and, and uh, visit restaurants that recognize them. And then, well, that'll be step one. And then let's see what, then let's see what the guests do and see, and let's see what your staff do. Let's see what your team conversations start to look like when you start to see the, the business metrics improve with NFT utilization. Do you have any current clients who have created NFTs? I'm kind of curious about that. So do we, we have clients? Yes. Right. So this is a great question because we can, we recognize again, different restaurants, different starting points. Some of our clients already created their NFT. We can do that. We can help a restaurant through that, but we don't have to. We can work with a restaurant that is at that point where they've done that and they just want to figure out how do they deliver the guest experience that they promised their community they would, they would be able to deliver as a benefit of being in their NFT community. Or we can take a restaurant like we've been talking about, like from the very beginning stages, like don't even make your own NFT yet learn, like understand it, and then plan what would your NFT community look like? How would that come together? And what would that guest experience be? Um, and using the, the excitement, creativity of the staff and your guests to help inform what that, that step should look like. Because jumping right into that without the educational piece could be a misstep. Right. So we would, yeah. So, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to play the role of an uneducated restaurant owner. And okay. we'll, we'll kind of ask you some questions. I'm not that far off from it, actually. So it's going to be good. And it's going to be pretty easy for me. So I created an NFT. I know I know a little bit about NFTs. You sell them. You have to use uh, crypto. You have to uh, attach it to some sort of way to for people to attach their wallet and purchase the NFT. And it's a one-time purchase. Now, you can set up a royalty or some sort of 5 or 10% for every time it resells. But as a restaurant owner, I see a lot of people who are getting into NFTs as restaurants very quickly. And they're saying, all right, great. If you buy this NFT, you're going to get uh, a one free thing forever. How, yeah. how does that benefit the restaurant owner? I know it builds excitement and you can get some media attention for it. But say crypto is down, which it is right now, and mm -hmm. someone purchases an NFT and they they buy that NFT for, let's say, the equivalent of $300, and they get right. one free thing forever. How does that benefit the restaurant owner over time? Yeah, and and I think, well, I'm going to flip this because there are so many NFT strategies out there that don't make sense. Right. Restaurants should absolutely think about what are they doing and why. Don't just get into NFTs just to do it or ride the hype or create a news cycle okay. for yourself, right? 
Um, here, I'll use Boston as an example. Great sports teams. Some of the listeners probably hate me saying that, but you know, if you're from <laughs> Boston, you don't. All right. So imagine a restaurant says, hey, wait a minute. We've got a lot of Patriots fans in our, in our, among our guests. Patriots uh, do uh, NFT tickets, right? So, okay, the restaurant says, well, how do I better appeal to Patriots fans and get those people in there? Not, not, not a surprise for me to say, like, someone who's regularly going to a Patriots game has more discretionary income than the average show. <laughs> so let, as, as, as a restaurant, uh, as a pizza brand, say, hey, wait a minute. This is already a demographic that fits us. Let's do something. Let's just sign a benefit first to a collaborating community. Like we don't even have to create an NFT. Let's just use the, the, the technology. We, we can provide that. So the restaurant can say, hey, I'm going to give, you know, Patriots Web3 community NFT ticket holders through the form of an NFT. They can come in and get a free slice on a Tuesday, whatever they want to do. And then using the tech, if we can automatically see because it's all decentralized, you know, you can see who the ticket holders are and message them, market them. So boom, message goes out. Those people go, oh, cool. This restaurant sees me as a, as a Patriots fan. I'm coming, right? So it's, it's the technology and the, the ability to facilitate collaboration. Now, to your point, a restaurant could create their own community. I would challenge uh, anybody who says they're gonna, as a, a restaurant going to sell their NFT. There may be a strategy for that. There was a restaurant that did um, NFT membership. So the only way you could even go into the restaurant is if you were an NFT holder. Of course, that one you might sell because it's an exclusive experience of high value. Other restaurants should really think about it like, how do I give this to my guests? How do I give it and create an experience that's ultimately going to work to my advantage without just outright selling them? Right. Because they could do a promotion like, hey, whoever comes in three times over the next you know, 90 days or spends whatever, gets our NFT for free. Here are the benefits of that. And, uh, and it doesn't have to be free meal you know, once a month or whatever. It could right. be anything that's valuable to your guests. So this is where creativity has to come into play. You have to think, okay, what kind of experiences would my guests, my most passionate fans, always targeted to the most passionate fans, your top 10%, what would they want? What would they love for you to do? that you previously haven't had a reason or a way ability to segment your guests in that way or had to have it make economic sense in this environment. It would. I like that example and, of the Patriots ticket holder, because you're doing a couple things. You're leveraging an audience that already exists that you didn't have to build. And mm -hmm. you're using it as a way to get people familiar with what you do in your brand without them maybe have never heard of you. Right. And if you can leverage right. that technology, as a way to reach out to them and say, Hey, listen, I know you're an, you're a Patriots fan. So am I, if you have an NFT for the Patriots ticket, come on in. Like that's a, exactly the same thing that people try to do when they get new customers, right? They want to get people in the door to try them out for the first time. And hopefully their systems in place will be like, all right, once you try me, you're going to be a customer for life. Exactly. I like that. We're seeing an evolution with NFTs because before it was, Everyone's saying, eh, NFTs don't really matter. It's really, uh, unless you care about the cartoon monkey picture you're getting. <laughs> now it's people, people have been asking, okay, why do NFTs matter? I kind of think they could. And then it's moving, now it's moving towards NFTs definitely matter. They, sh they have to matter. The, the attached picture doesn't, is not the point. What does it get you? Right. What is the benefit, right? And, and uh, that's where we've moved to. And so, and especially in the restaurant space, because that's, that's all anybody cares. Yeah, about. I like the idea of using NFTs 
as a, you know, I think the restaurant people have always been, especially in the pizza industry, restaurant pizza have always been looking for a way to do like a monthly subscription, right? Like mm-hmm. if I can only get my customers to pay 25 or $30 a month, and then we'll give them something as a benefit for doing that. But no one ever buys it because no one really wants that. So they're like, <laughs> I think they're seeing this NFT as a, a way to do that. The problem I think is how do you price it and accordingly so that way you don't get burned in the long run? Yeah, and it, it, it just has to make sense. The pricing, yeah, you can't give it for nothing, give right. it for a low cost, and then give tremendously high value unless there's a plan, right? Unless there, you've really modeled that out. And we can help advise on that, and others can too. But you know, especially if you're giving it out for a low cost. I'll give an example of where that did work for a brand. Yeah. They said, hey, we want to give a free benefit to this NFT community, the industry collection holders. And we have a way to give that, make that free benefit really work to our advantage, right? We're going to, they're going to hold a, 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 what they called it, the sexiest uh, barbecue event um, around, right? And for the Web3 world. And they said, wait, we're going to get a limited number. So not like free food to every, like, like thousands of people, but like 25, right? Select group going to give them three hours, uh, awesome barbecue masterclass you know, all you can eat and drink, but they have the engine to turn that event, which is beneficial to the guests, into social media content that is going to feed their brand and grow their brand for months. Awesome pictures, videos, etc. So they had a strategy. Restaurants just need to have a strategy. It can make sense, but to the, I think there's a general rule here. To the degree you are not charging a lot, <laughs> uh, you're not taking a lot in, you can't, you can't just be giving tons of amazing goodies for free right. you know, to everybody, right? You got to have the right balance. But the cool thing is, is if NFTs are used to engage your most passionate fans, because it's going to be those people who want your NFT, want to be in your community. All right. So let me ask you this. How far, because I know this, we're really early into this Web3 area. Mm-hmm. How far away do you think in terms of time until as a restaurant owner, you can do something like this and the majority of your customer base will understand it. So sooner than you think, and here's why we're even on this call, we're using things like NFT. Yeah. There is no requirement that you use intimidating buzzwords in talking about any of this with your guests, or we're going to get to that point where we don't have to use it in, in our world either. And talking to brands, um, I think that they'll come sooner than we think. We're just able to talk about the benefits, come up with non-intimidating words like digital membership uh, for NFT, right? Uh, digital community is, is instead of these things like non-fungible yeah. tokens. We're not doing ourselves as, as a Web3 industry uh, any favors with these kind of terms. However, there will be more more you know common you know mass appeal type terms that change the vocabulary and then then the question is well how difficult is it to use the technology also that problem has been solved you you can interact with nfts and and crypto and people are on various platforms and they don't even realize it bruce so i think we're going to see this problem of the intimidation factor go away very quickly because language and technology will come together to make it a moot point. Yeah, I think that 
we're already kind of getting to that point where a lot more people are aware of the term, even the, the technical terminology, they've heard of it. If you ask a lot of people uh, what an NFT is, they may not understand it fully, but they have heard of it at some point, either on TikTok mm-hmm. or, or Instagram or in the news or wherever it is, I, especially the people who are, I would say, I don't want to age anybody out, but definitely the people who are below 40 have definitely heard the term more, more, than, more likely than the people who are above 40, unless you're in the yeah. industry. I'll give you a perfect example of intimidating terms, right? Like, so metaverse, that's another one that like people go, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I've got to put on goggles, yeah. VR. It's like, well, no, 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 no. Frankly, we should just be calling them video games. That yes, they use blockchain concepts. Yes, they use NFTs. They can use crypto. It's a video game. Like it's, it's, it can be other things, but it's, let's talk about what it is 98% of the time. A video game creates a compelling experience in a game world for, for a user. And so again, why should a brand care? Because people freaking love video games, right? And like, um, we're talking to a brand that's absolutely intent on getting their 22,000 plus locations in the metaverse across all their concepts ASAP. And that's what they're after. They want that engaged gamer and they want that gamer to be able to go in to their store or pick up a, a burger after they blew up a store in a shooting game. Like, and they do want that person to be able to get that meal delivered to their door, right? Like that's, that makes sense, right? Especially if you're, you're now, when you order that meal, it's a different ordering channel for the restaurant. But when you have to, as a consumer, if you're playing a game and you get a burger and it not just shows up at your door, but you get a power up or you get your health back in a game, that's cool. Like that, that's, that's always been cool. It's just now it's using the technology to help restaurants grow their sales with it because that, that technology exists. In three months, we're partner, partnering with a company called Ally um, to launch um, some of our customers in the metaverse. Um, is it, do you use a point of sale system as a way to kind of organize that? Or do, if someone's a restaurant, do they have to get a complete new system? No, that, that's the great thing. So our platform can tie into existing point of sale systems. Uh, so the way that works, right, all a restaurant would need to do is, like for the metaverse, let's use that example, right? The verse launching in about three months, all they would do to be able to accept orders from that environment is uh, activate a new ordering channel, right? Wow. So like I, I've been in restaurants that have five, six tablets for their DoorDash, their Uber Eats, et cetera, um, or they're using some company to aggregate those. And we work some with some of those as well so that those can just drop in their point of sale or they drop into a tablet. But what they're getting is they can, then market to this, you know, hyper-engaged consumer, right? If they think about like their, compared to their loyalty program, there's going to be like X number of people in their loyalty program. And today with the metaverse, it's popular, it's growing, but like it's going to be fewer people engaging with that brand in the metaverse than in their loyalty program. But like those people are going to be ordering every day yeah. or multiple times a day, right? So it's, uh, it's still a lot of money there for a brand. Um, but yeah, the tech is not nearly as intimidating as people think if they're working with a partner who can hold their hand through it. And I think too, this, this, from what we've discussed so far, I feel like this, uh, is more beneficial to restaurants or pizzerias that do more of a quick service takeout style for now until Mm -hmm. it really gets going. Because it sounds like from what you're saying that this metaverse, the way it's going to work is people can kind of go in there from wherever they are and order just like they would on their phone, but instead they're going to be in the metaverse in real time ordering and seeing what's going to be available. So it's more geared towards restaurants that do delivery or do quick service or takeout, something like that. Absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I say the metaverse applications absolutely geared towards restaurants that do delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your, who is, who do you think is going to be the first one to, does there anybody who has it out now? Um, I believe the, no, I mean, nothing that I've seen that I think will be launching the first restaurants where that complete consumer experience from ordering in the metaverse yeah. inside a branded restaurant, right? Restaurant storefront virtually rendered and then having that meal show up at their door so, so this and could then, be like a virtual kitchen thing right like you could have just like like an oven making pizza and your <laughs> your storefront is totally virtual where people can walk in and you can set it up however you want but in actuality in the real world it's just an oven that's right that would be that's cool right. yeah the i i i'm confident with the brands that will be there at the start it will be like it will be that well that's certainly possible there's there's some bigger brands what the funny thing is to me is that it won't be dominoes that's strange <laughs> right i would have expected that like i know like they have 200 it people on their team it's crazy what they have from a technology standpoint and yet when it comes to the you know the earliest innovation with some with new categories like this you know it's it's, it's rarely the big brand that gets to be the first mover why do you think they haven't uh, taken that foothold in that yet um, I think it's, I think they, 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 they have so much, they're already doing so well, right? Like the Domino's doesn't have to be the, the bleeding edge innovator. They're, they're, they're cutting edge, but they don't have to be bleeding edge. Yeah. Even though there's a ton of opportunity there and it, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they have a team investigating this, but um, they're probably thinking that they have to like own and control their entire solution. Whereas like, you know, other brands aren't limited by that. They they, right. they regularly depend on partners in the technology space to accomplish what they do. Maybe they realize, too, that no one's going to want to go to the dominoes in the metaverse. And they're like, you know what? It's probably not <laughs> a good idea we do that. They're going to get there eventually. Yeah. There's no question. I bet you everybody will be at, at some point. So, <laughs> well, Chad, it was great. It was fascinating talking to you. Where can people go say hello or check you guys out and see what you're up to and actually learn more? Yeah, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Chad Horn there, uh, or come to our website, perhaps even better, devour.io. Um, and you'll see a lot there and there's ways to contact us there. Can so they learn? Be glad to have a conversation. Can they learn on your website? Like where can they go to learn more? And if they just want to learn more information, you know, YouTube videos or clubhouse or whatever it is, where can they go to learn more information about what you're doing? Yeah. For that content. And this is, this could be a challenge for some listeners, but come to our website. Cause we're going to be putting up a news media section very shortly okay. with some of that most helpful content. Yeah, as you mentioned, there's some great podcast videos, uh, articles, etc. cetera. Uh, but our community, we've been talking about community. Our community exists on a platform called telegram. So if you go to our website, you'll see a link to telegram in our community there, and you'll get to chat with the people that are most engaged with what's going on in this world every day. Is that like uh, Discord? It is like that, yeah. Okay. We, all, we, are, we are also on Discord, and that will be uh, picking up uh, attention here very soon. Okay, cool. Yeah, Discord is a little bit, it's hard to grasp. It's a little noisy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is very powerful. It's, yeah. a, it's an awesome platform, but there's a lot going on. Telegram <laughs> is a little more simple. All right, I'm going I'm to check that out then. Maybe I'll okay. join your community over there on Telegram. Good deal. All right, Chad, don't go anywhere yet, but thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It was fun. My pleasure, Bruce. Thank you. Okay, if you missed anything that we talked about on this podcast, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. 
There you can find all the show notes as well as everything, how to get a hold of us, all of our courses, the mastermind group, all of that good stuff is over on our website. And if you want to say hello to me on Instagram, I'm at the Bruce Irving. I forgot where I was at for a second. The Bruce Irving on Instagram and also at Smart Pizza Marketing over there. You can say hello on TikTok as well, the Bruce Irving. And go check out our other podcast or my other podcast, The Marketing Club, where we talk about more marketing, social media. I'm going to have some guests on coming up next week about email marketing, Instagram, text message marketing, all that good stuff back over on the Marketing Club podcast. Go check that out. Search Marketing Club wherever you listen to podcasts and I will pop up. Well, hopefully I'll pop up. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Very much appreciated. We'll see you next time.